We know who you are. Who is she? I'm Rube. Yeah, you said that. If you see Scotty, we're to turn over Scotty B. Exploding to the rim. Well, that's just as fascinating as the first 89 times you told me that. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus. Stay chill or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Yay! Hey, hey, hey. How's it going, friends? This is Gary. Welcome to Hoops and Cards. Today is the kickoff of the NFL season, and not that I don't care. But we focus on basketball card collecting, investing, opportunities for you to just enjoy this incredible hobby for what it is. It's an adventure. You can follow players that you love or enjoy. You can invest money and possibly make a profit in two weeks, sometimes two hours. Sometimes it takes two years if you're patient and buying some of the greatest of all timers. Well, 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 today we will start preparing you for this upcoming NBA season with a series basketball cards 101 that's right we're gonna do like seven or eight episodes in a row to go over the essentials the basics fundamentals so if you are new to this or if you've got a friend who's new to this recommend it to them guys this will be a great primer as you enter this world of basketball cards and a lot of it'll apply to sports cards no matter what kind of sport but we're going to talk primarily about basketball cards today going over just the adventure and all the options that that are out in front of you as we get ready for the NBA season. So I'm pumped. I'm glad you're listening. Whether you are in Portland, Oregon, or the shores of Japan, wherever you are listening, welcome to Hoops and Cards. Hey, let's get after it. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, yeah. So today, your adventure begins, collector. that uh, You enjoy following basketball or sports, and you like the look of these cards, and you want to display or have this, this fun adventure with your friends, collecting, chasing after, uh, displaying, bragging about the cards that you got. That, that's awesome, and I'm glad you're here. Maybe you're here because you're thinking, hey, I, I could invest. These are like non-traditional stocks. I could buy and sell and make some money, and... And you're absolutely right. You could also lose uh, a lot of money depending on how patient you're willing to be, how much you're willing to learn. Uh, you know, fools rush in, I think, sometimes. And uh, that's happened to me at times in this hobby. That's happened to a lot of us in the in the card market. And so what I want this series to be is an overview with major categories, uh, buying, selling, where to find cards, what they're like, what you can do with them, uh, the long-term picture of 
fun things you can have, opportunities throughout the year with basketball, but also uh, ways to, to make money and make this a successful side business for you, potentially. Whatever your reasons are, this series of Basketball Cards 101 is going to cover the majors. So it's the kind of thing that I'd love for you to recommend to your friends. In fact, one of the reasons I'm doing this is because I've had the best feedback and the most listens from people that have listened to our episodes called Basketball Cards 101. They've said, hey, hey, we just want someone to explain stuff to us. We want to, we want to talk about cards that are affordable and attainable, not listen to podcasts that talk about, you know, some Tiger Woods rookie from 2002 that's worth 10 gazillion dollars. Like, I, I'll never buy a Mickey Mantle card. A lot of us don't even know who Mickey Mantle is. Uh, there are people that, that do podcasts that are about really expensive cards. And, and we just want the, we just want like what, what, what we can use, <laughs> you know, what's practical. And so a lot of our episodes here, and yeah, especially this, this series will be about uh, having a sensible budget and cards that you can afford and attain strategies that you can implement right now to get in and get the cards that you want. The nice thing is there are entry points for all budgets. You know, it kind of bugs me when people say, man, I remember when I was a kid and now they've priced everybody out of the hobby. No, they haven't. Whoever they are, <laughs> uh, you can buy cheap cards anywhere, anytime. And uh, I think you just need to know where to look. You might run into a dealer who only sells high end or the expensive brands and things or the expensive boxes of them. That's, that's one thing. But uh, actually, a lot of the best dealers that I know have, uh, you know, they put out stuff that's affordable for kids or people that are just beginning out with uh, five bucks, you know, and you can buy five or 10 cards that are cool, that have the chance to gain in value and uh, that you can take care of, you know, so you'll enjoy having. So I love that there's all sorts of entry points and you may have a friend that's told you what they did or a card they got or what they love to collect that's great for them. Like celebrate that. Good job, Wayne, or whatever your friend's name is. If your friend's name is Wayne and I just said that, oh yeah, that's, that's why you're listening to me, right? Like I can read your mind right now, baby. And then you, some of you are like, I don't even know a Wayne who, what, what is he talking? We just get onto the cards and I, I, I will gladly do that. Somebody else's story, like just this mythical Wayne, whatever Wayne did that he enjoys or whatever he made money off of, like good for Wayne. All right, but I, now you're maybe at the point where I'm like, look, I'm tired of hearing about Wayne's life. I want my own. Tired of thinking about Wayne's collection or Wayne's Instagram where he posts all of his autographed cards of Larry Bird. Basically, Wayne has to collect Larry Bird's. It's just the way the story goes. Uh, but I want to do my thing. This is your adventure now. You do you. You might learn some stuff from Wayne or Gary or Jeff Wilson or Cage or... Andrew or, you know, Ken, there's all sorts of people that will share their experiences with you. Uh, Dirk and Nashti and Keith, all three of them, they'll share ideas. We can learn from each other's wins from our mistakes. That's one of the best parts is that this is a community. So you're not, you're not in this adventure alone, but your, your view and what you're doing and why you're doing it, how it goes. Like, that's your story, man, woman, that's your story. And I uh, just want to encourage you, um, just like anything in life, you you do you, right? You can learn from, from the best. And I hope this is an entertaining, entertaining, oh my gosh, entertaining. <laughs> if it's entertaining, I want to know about it because we got we to gotta, we gotta fix the entertaining stuff. Informative, helpful, gives you ideas, connects you with each other. Like I want to add value 
to uh, this adventure for you. And I want it to be fun so that you can listen to it while you're driving, working out, while you're mowing the lawn. Of course, then you may, you may have to like use those noise-canceling earphones to even hear me. But like, like while you're going to sleep, if you need a soothing voice, you know, listen to something else. I'm here to entertain, baby. So, <laughs> so yeah, this is your adventure. And, and so the rest of this episode, I'm going to tell you a bit about my adventure and then some potential um, chapters and journeys and stages of your own adventure at any budget, any kind of card, any player you like any group you want to get into, like there's so much to do wherever you're from. I happen to live in a place where there's a lot of good card shops and shows. Some of you might live in some place far away, like in a, in a cornfield in Iowa. And you're like, dude, I don't have a card show for, I don't even know where, where I would start to drive in which direction and hours it would take me to get there. Maybe you're on some beach in Guam and you're like, Dude, I can barely get cell reception to hear your podcast, let alone card shows. Thankful for the internet. Yes, thankful for eBay and and PWCC and other places where we can buy and sell cards that I don't have to live in Pittsburgh. I don't have to live in Dallas or go to the National and get stuck in traffic in Atlantic City and get charged like 18 parking fines. Like I can you can collect and invest anywhere you're at in the world. Yeah, baby, in the, anywhere in the world. So let's uh, let's begin that journey together, this series, Basketball Cards 101. And uh, we'll talk about my story and then a bit more about yours. Logo Man, Patch Auto 101, Luka Doncic. Boom! Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey? (sighs) Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. What's your prediction for the fight, Beth? Prediction? Yes, prediction. Pain. All right, let me give you a short version of my story, Gary's story as a basketball collector and investor. I collected cards as a kid. Packs of baseball cards were often the thing my parents would give me uh, when I had done some chores or helped out around the house. And so it became this cool thing where I got, I mean, they actually had bubble gum, like just a bare stick of bubble gum in the box with, or in the packs with, these cards and so it was fun and then I realized probably around nine or ten years old hey these are these could be worth some money if you buy the right guys baseball was worth more of course so if I bought Wade Boggs or Mark McGuire or Dwight Gooden Daryl Strawberry Eric Davis Jose Canseco you know there were players that that buying and selling them like Don Mattingly there was a there was a, some value some some profit possibly as uh, my friends and I would have a table at the Hartville flea market and buy and sell sports cards. So that was, you know, age 11, 12, 13. Then I kind of got away from cards as I got into high school. I stayed a, a sports fan and certainly became more interested in basketball. And I regret when I was uh, about 13 at a card show, I bought an entire set of 
basketball cards, 86, 87 Fleer. Yes, the red border. Yes, the Michael Jordan, <laughs> Charles Barkley, Akeem Olajuwon. $6 for a complete set. And I thought, yeah, these, I just love basketball, you know, and they'll never be worth anything, but I'm just going to, you know, put them on my wall like little posters and in my locker and in my books at school. And so I'm an NBA fan. It'd be cool just to have them, you know, and dang, I wish I hadn't done that. I wish I bought, you know, 20 sets and put them in a safety deposit box at a bank and, you know, that would be my fun podcast story. But no, I, I have a history with basketball cards and got back into it again in about 2014 briefly at New Heart Cards in Central Ohio. Those guys helped me see how cool the, you know, new, the new changes, the new products, the new uh, things like breaks and things like eBay and, you know, buying and selling cards that had autographs on them and patches of a guy's jersey and basketball cards had soared and they were worth a lot more now. You got these guys like LeBron James and NBA just being a lot more popular globally. So card market was on fire. And, uh, and at the same time, I was like, I don't have time for this. I don't, I don't have the money, you know, to really do this. And I, you know, you know, well, 2019 rolls around and, and I'm like, got kids that are interested in sports. We live closer to Cleveland. I'm a Cavaliers fan. I thought, you know what? I'm just going to collect a few LeBron cards. So I go on eBay and I start to buy LeBron cards from 2019, 2018. And then all of a sudden I find out those cards are going up. I bought, I bought a LeBron James base prism card from 2019 for like a dollar or $2. And a month later, I'm talking about like January of 2020 and February of 2020, that card went up to $20 and $25 and $30. I'm like, wait a minute. And I have like eight of these. <laughs> so I immediately sold seven of them. I'm like, I just, I just made 30 times what I paid for them. And uh, maybe I should start this as a side business or a, a profitable hobby. So that's when I got more into it. And the card market exploded back then for about a year. It was just anything you bought would go up or anything you bought, you could send away and get graded and make money on it. And, um, you know, a lot of people were, were producing new types of cards. There were new, new companies emerging that would, sometimes it was something fun like Sports Card Investor, these podcasts, websites, platforms, all sorts of new energy and people coming in, putting money in, innovating. And then you got big names like Zion Williamson and Ja Morant and Luka Doncic and boy, everything was going up. So I was pumped and I, you know, looking back on it, yeah, I, I wish I had started the podcast at that time because those that started then, a lot of them just exploded and uh, have become uh, incredible voices for the hobby globally. So now I started mine in 2021. So March is when we started the podcast. And my story was that I had used, you know, less than $50 total and a bunch of old cards from when I was a kid and just was buying and selling stuff on eBay and making money, but not really spending that money, like putting it back into buying modern cards and getting into guys like Trey Young and Ja Morant and LeBron James cards and Darius Garland and, and most of it was trying to collect for fun but also make money in the process. So that's that's my story of how I got back into this. And and you can tell if you've listened to some of our podcasts here at Hoops and Cards, like we talk a lot about cards on a budget. A lot of the cards I talk about are, are valued at less than $500. In fact, a lot of them less than 100 bucks. And some of that's just because that's been my journey, my area of expertise. And a lot of the podcasts I've heard, they talk about the major 
you know, the big deal sales of thousands or hundreds of thousands of dollar cards. And, uh, I wanted to kind of be a, a voice for the regular, like the, just the average Joe or Josephina who's, you know, collecting cards and doesn't have a billion dollars to buy, you know, Michael Jordan's and, you know, win every Ken Golden auction. Like this is just, for me, this has just been a fun side hustle and outlet to enjoy sports. And at the same time, it is growing. It is fun. And I get to, to be, play a part in some small way. If I can encourage you in your story to take the next step, and that's why we do this. That's why I do this podcast to hopefully add value, entertainment, ideas, encouragement, you know, all those things. If I can help you out in any way, you know, email me Gary at hoops and cards or Instagram me at hoops and cards. Like just, just send us a, a message. Uh, it's, it's fun hearing from those of you that have said, Hey, that's how I found your podcast. I was just getting back into it. Uh, or I was curious about the hobby and I just searched sports cards and there you were or basketball cards. And, uh, you know, you get the chance to write your own story. And that's the next part of, of what I want to talk about today. Your story, your story. There are, there are a million different ways to do this that are fun, that are profitable, uh, and that suit you. So as much as you might be listening, looking for ideas, I want you to remember whether it's my podcast or any podcast or your best friend who's like, you should get into this dude. Like I may look what I may look what I sold this car for. Like you do you learn from the rest of us, learn from our experiences, learn from, I've learned from my mistakes a ton, you guys, a ton. And I want to share some of that stuff with you, but, but I just want you to know you're, you're writing your own story. And there, there's no need to, in fact, it's not even possible to copy what somebody else has done because as much as we can tell you, here's, here's where I've been. Here's the cards I have. I can't tell you where this is going. You know, I mean, if the, if the global pandemic didn't teach us that, (laughs) that we don't control the future, that we can't predict card values that we, I don't know if Zion Williamson will ever be a healthy starting forward in the NBA again. I don't know. Right. I can't guarantee you that that the five guys that I'll recommend to you based on, hey, what I see in the market or what I see of them as players, I can't guarantee you that, that you're going to make money on those. I can say, here's what I'm doing and why I think it's there's a good chance. But you get the chance to write your own story. And, and one aspect of that that I, I want to unpack a bit with you today is this idea that you hear these two words floating around, collector and investor. Now, I hope you like sports. I hope you enjoy basketball. If you don't, I'm not sure why you would be listening to this, let alone interested in these things, right? If you're going to find a hobby or or some sort of business, uh, do something that you love, that you're going to enjoy. And if you don't think basketball cards are cool looking, if you don't love the players or following the NBA uh, or even just the possibility of making money off of sports cards, I I don't know, you know, don't, don't pressure yourself to do this. I'm here. I'm trying to talk you out of it. Don't do it. Turn, turn off the podcast, you know, find something else to do. If you don't, if you're not already drawn and love, love the NBA or desire to follow card values, then, then don't feel pressure to, to do that. If that's not who you are, that's not something you enjoy. Um, in fact, somebody described my podcast as a passion project because they can tell I, I do enjoy this. Absolutely. Uh, it's, it's fun. Like I can, be at a card show for several hours, uh, looking at cards, thinking about deals, digging for 
you know, prospects in the dollar box and trying to find somebody's Jalen Noel Silver number to 99 that they don't know how good he's going to be this year. Like, I love doing that. Uh, and time flies when I'm doing that. So that's why, why I'm still doing this. Find something that you enjoy. And so there's the collector aspect of, hey, do you like having these things? Do you like looking at them, displaying them, whether it's in, in your office, your house, or in a case, or on your Instagram page, your Facebook page? Do you like having these? Do you like looking at these? Do you like to collect? Like there's a challenge of saying I could collect all of that set or those inserts from that year. You know, all the all the Fleer metal inserts from the 90s. All the Net Marvels you hear me talk about from Don Russ 2019. They're cool looking cards, right? Or collecting the rainbow. I don't really do that anymore, but like I remember when I first got back into this, I was trying to collect every Anthony Davis parallel from 2019 Prism. And then I realized uh, I don't really like Anthony Davis that much. <laughs> so I've been I've been selling those off. But they're just they're just ways to chase after, to collect, to display and enjoy your cards. And we'll talk about some of those throughout this series on basketball cards 101. If you enjoy collecting. That's a big one. And you need to know how much of a collector are you? Because the one thing that's bugging me as a collector is like, yay, I've got these cards on display. But man, um, there are moments when I'd rather have the cash that they're worth. And that's when I like reevaluate regularly, reevaluate. Okay, do I still need that in my collection? You know, do I really enjoy that? Um, Maybe when I bought it, I thought of it a certain way. And now it's like, well, okay, I had it. It's time to move on. (laughs) Like, collection doesn't mean keep forever till death do you part. Uh, You get to decide what and how long you hold these cards for. The other aspect is investor. Investor. That that you you say, hey, whether it's short term, I want to put in 50 bucks and make another 50 off of it. I want to put in 5,000 bucks and try to double my money in a year. Um, there's, There's all kinds of possibilities, you guys. But that's where we all have a lot to learn from others who have invested and talk about the markets uh, to know what, what, what time to buy and how to go about buying and how to negotiate a good deal and where to find those and how to take care of those and why those are worth your time and your strategy. That's the fun of this, this chase. That's the fun of the investing is that there's, there's, there's no one cookie cutter strategy, okay? But an investor says, hey, yeah, uh, I do kind of need this to be profitable, or I do want to see this grow. You know, you, you maybe you started out with 50 bucks like I did. And you're like, man, I, I'm kind of tired of looking at cards. I want to see with uh, some strategy and some timing and some patience and some risk taking. I, I could grow this pie. Like I could build this. I could make money. It could be a side business. There's a lot of you guys that are here because of that. And um, and let's just be honest. I think I think it needs to be both. There has to be part collector in you to enjoy these and want to learn about it. And there has to be part investor in you because these things have value, like period. Whether they're valued at a dollar or a thousand dollars, they have some value uh, market-wise, but they also have some personal value to you. So knowing how much of an investor are you, how much of a collector are you? Because when you start to think of this as a business, depending on why you're doing that, like if you're doing that because you need the income for your family, then you need to start thinking more and more like, a small business owner and making decisions not based on love, emotion, history, the story of the card, what you had into it, you know, whether you like this player or not, like you got to start thinking these are assets that I buy and sell. 
there is a market that I need to constantly monitor, learn, and understand. And, and some of us love that challenge. And some of us just think more businessy than others. For me, having, having that experience as a kid who collected and enjoyed cards and as a sports fan who enjoys sports and has favorite players, sometimes it's hard for me to break free of the collector mindset when I really do need to not waste money on little squares with guys' faces on them. Like, I need this to be profitable. I don't need this to be profitable to pay the bills. I've got another, like, I, this isn't my full-time job, you guys. But uh, that doesn't mean it couldn't grow and that I don't need it to be, you know, you need to think like a businessman. And we'll, actually, I'm excited to have some interviews coming up with other guests who have done that and who think that way and who have helped me, like, coach me up, you know, um, <laughs> Uh, I got to be aware of that internal collector, but I got to be aware of uh, growing my awareness, my strategy, my plans as an investor. Okay. But in the midst of all that, you are choosing your own adventure. You get to write the story. You get to decide where you're at in six months or a year, how much you want to put into it, which guys to collect and why. Like, that's the fun of it all. Like, if I just want to collect Darius Garland cards, Man, that that would be entertaining and profitable enough for me as a fan to do for maybe the next 10 years and beyond if he's in the Hall of Fame. Like there there are a, there are a thousand ways to do it. If I decide, you know what? I just want to collect the goats or I just want to collect the prospects and and I dropped Jalen Noel's name, but I didn't say Brandon Boston Jr., you know? Didn't want to mention him in the podcast. Wasn't going to say Jalen Smith. I'm trying to keep him a secret from you all. I'm not even going to go there when it comes to, you know, uh, Corey Kispert and what I really think of him. Like th- there are certain things I just don't tell you on the podcast because I'm thinking like, Hey, as an investor, I want things to grow. What, 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 what? As you are choosing your own adventure, I mean, you get to decide what cards for what players from what years and what brands and what price range there really is something for everybody i I know you might hear somebody say man it's not like when i was a kid they were cheap well there are cheaper brands of basketball cards if you or you've got a a son or daughter that wants to collect there there's something at every single price range there really is and that's that's part of the beauty anybody can get into this at any time for any reason and uh I hope it's because you enjoy basketball. That would be that would be a great <laughs> obvious connection. But over these next few episodes, we're going to talk about things like, hey, what what types of cards are out there? What brands? What sets? What versions of cards do they make in each set? What features do they have? We're going to go over all the basics that way, and we're going to talk about, hey, where do you find them? Like, if I want to buy those cards. How, where, what are the best deals? How do I know if I'm overpaying or I'm getting a good deal? And then we'll also talk about how to store them, take good care of them, display them, uh, protect them. Maybe even talk about grading a little bit. In fact, there's going to be a whole episode dedicated to what that whole thing is, grading your cards at, at one of these companies that does a nice job of telling you how perfect of a condition your card is in or not. And uh, then, then putting them in a sealed case you know, so that they're guaranteed or protected in that condition. And then we'll talk about selling your cards and uh, where to sell, how to price a card, um, the the competition in the seller's market, different platforms to do that. 
whether to put your cards up for auction or just try to sell them in person to stores and friends. I don't know. We're talking about all this, all the things. And then also about just the, the, the rhythms of basketball cards as a market. Some of those are based on, Hey, when it's in season and out of season or the playoffs, there's a lot more excitement and uh, people are willing to pay more for cards when their players are doing well in the playoffs. It just makes sense. Right. But then there's times or events when it might be unwise or (laughs) uh, a waste of money to buy cards or sell cards at the wrong time. So we'll talk about when and how to buy and sell cards, different platforms, uh, ways to take care of your cards, developments for cards in the future, basketball players from every, I almost said every generation, but yeah, every generation, every decade. And uh, guys that have, you know, current high value in the card market and guys that could in the future and they're they're trending that direction. That's what our, our podcast focuses on a lot. So I'm just giving you a preview of, hey, these next six to eight episodes, we will focus on Basketball Cards 101, the majors. And if you know somebody that's new to this or, or you want to give them an overview or you're like, dude, I'm tired of telling this guy the same stuff. Can, can I just tell him to listen to your podcast for these next five? Yes. <laughs> yes. Or you told him, and this is a good reminder that, um, you know, of, of a lot of those basics and, and maybe we'll bring to mind some questions, you know, Hey, at any point in this series, if you have questions, again, email me Gary at hoops and Instagram me at hoops and cards. Love that interaction. In fact, we have a, a discord community where a lot of us talk and, and share ideas and questions and Hey, here's what I paid for this. Should I sell it? Or I want to get into this player. What, what cards would you guys recommend? And we, like people from all over the world, it's a lot of fun uh, sharing stories and posting pictures of our cards and uh, helping each other learn along the way. So not not any one of us has, you know, all this figured out. There, it's just too too vast. It's too big of a world, and uh, that's part of the adventure, you guys. So I'm glad you're here. Hey, if you're still listening, I figure you you might be in. You might want to really do this. And uh, good job. I'm proud of you. I'm excited for you. I'd love to meet you. Uh, and if, again, if there's any way we can help you. That's that's what we love to do. Hoopsandcards.com. I regularly post articles and uh, blogs about different issues with cards. Today, actually, we posted a new blog article at hoopsandcards.com about sleepers. You know, if you if you like, hey, I'm going to roll the dice. I've got a dollar. I want to buy a card of a player that could be worth five or ten dollars in a year or maybe less than a year like that. I went through a list of sleepers, guys that most card people they may have heard the guy's name, but they don't know who he is. And I've said Jalen Noel's name like four times on this podcast, and and most people don't know. They might have seen his card because he was part of that that iconic 2019 Prism set with Zion, but he's one of those rookies that people just tossed aside because he wasn't a starter, wasn't a big deal. Still isn't. That's why I call him a sleeper, right? So the the fun of this is you can you can put some of your money into sure things like LeBron or Michael Jordan, but then you can also take, take flyers on guys like Isaiah Jackson there, there, there's a little teaser for you, but yes, hoopsandcards.com has a lot of good resources. Some of you have chosen to take the next step and join hoops. Plus, I think that's awesome because you get more podcasts each month. You get a chance to win prizes. You get to be a part of the community and the discord, and you get our monthly insiders newsletter 
with a top 10 list of more ideas and, and things to think about in the hobby. So you want to join Hoops Plus? Hey, beginning of the season's a great time to do it. Go to anchor.fm forward slash hoops and cards forward slash subscribe. And your $4.99 a month uh, really helps us keep going and supports the podcast, but also gets you more content and, um, like I said, chance to win prizes. So that's that, Hoops Plus. Hope you guys have an awesome weekend. Love to hear about your deals, your questions, any of that stuff. Maybe there's a basic issue or question you've got that you're like, hey, are you going to address this in the series? Are you going to talk about this player or this issue or what do I do with that? Or where do I find accurate pricing on a card? Like, I, I want to hear those questions because we're going we're gonna to deal with most of that stuff. But if there's something you are asking right now, I'd love to know about it. So we can, we can uh, number one, reply to you personally and say, hey, thanks for asking. Here are my thoughts. You know, or here's somebody else that's more of an expert than me on it. You know, love for you to connect with them. Uh, it's all about networking too. So yeah, ask the questions learn, uh, just like all of us, we're learners on this journey. I love what I'm doing and, uh, it's still a fun and profitable hobby side business, whatever you want to call it. Uh, it's an adventure and I'm glad you're here with us at hoops and cards. Take care. And, uh, we'll see you at the next episode here. Basketball cards. One Oh one. Slick move from Jordan Poole. All right. Take care now. Bye-bye then.